BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's uh, Jim Norton and my pal, uh, Matt Serra. We apologize because uh, Matt's cough button is broken. He does try to click, clear your throat in the cough button real quick. I'm holding it right now. <clears throat> not working. Yeah. So that's not Matt's fault. We did try. Uriah Hall. What a great call we have with Uriah Call. To, uh, Uriah Call. What well, does rhyme with Hall? Uriah Call hauled in today, and Matt butchers the name of uh, Gerard, Edward, Gregory, Gerard, Frank, Ted, Mosasi, Chris, the producer, Mosasi. It was really an entertaining show for Matt and I, and boy, does Matt get some shit off his chest. And then we all make love at the end, so tune in. We curse a lot. He may finish it here. Oh, he's out. He's out. He's out. Oh. It is all over. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by digital media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. <clears throat> you see what I did right there? Yes, I do. Do you see what I did? Nobody at home knows what I just did. Did you hit the cough button? I, I'm going to do that from now on. I, I've learned to do it because I've heard, whenever I listen to clips of myself, and I very rarely do, for the same reason you people hate hearing me, I'm awful. That whenever I listen to my, I hear every flaw, the way I breathe yeah. when I talk. I'm like, how does anybody listen to my dog shit voice? You know what? The I think the cough button is there for a reason. It is. And for some reason, I'm just going, nah, I'm not going to do it. No, it is good I'm to just do. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebel and not do that. You're like I, me. You clear your throat a lot. I can't help it. I do that. Well, well we're men I who have a lot to lot. say. We're men who like to make proclamations. <laughs> it's, it's true. And, I miss uh, Longo, by the way. Longo was a, Longo was a great third guy in here. He's awesome. That guy's good. That guy's good. He's very natural. He's very, he's very knowledgeable. He's very opposite of us as far as temperament's concerned. He's a nice man. No, no, no now you just, now you just, I don't know if you just, I don't think you know him well enough. Uh, probably not. Is he a creeper? Observation. No, yeah, no, is he a creeper? <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's hysterical is what he is. But uh, the best is at the end when I'm telling the guy to do some plugs and the guy's, I'm like, what's your, the, the name of your school guy? Lauren and May. He's going, Lauren and May. He's teasing me. I go, I'm trying to give you plugs. What are you, are you a bird? <laughs> but just like, the, but typical Longo fashion, he took that time to, to give a shout out to one of his his fighters. Right. One. See, that's what that's the sign of a good guy. Did he used to box? I was going to ask him. I don't know why I'm asking. I, I'm interviewing you about now, uh, him. I should have asked I, him when he was here. Um, you see my face right now? Yeah. That's the face of holding in a belch that it it's right there. I understand. It's going to be a little baby one. Little. Well, you ought to push the uh, little button. I'll tell you if I hear. No, but I think I think the uh, the belching's okay for air. All right. It's not as funny as a fart. Nothing is. Nothing's uh, better than You know a what's fart. not funny? A Ray Longo fart. That'll right. fucking clear that. Yeah, that'll end this podcast quick. I respect that. 
I respect any man that can clear a room with a fucking gasser. Yeah, no, yeah, that guy will clear a fucking building. I remember me, I've told the story before. Me and Jim Florentine were flying to <laughs> Vegas. I think we were, I were LA. We were whatever. We got upgraded to first class. This is back in the continental days. And I was farting so much. Oh. We were in the first, we were in row one of the plane. And I farted so badly that Jim went into the bathroom and the flight attendant thought that it was coming out of the bathroom and spritzed outside the bathroom. It was one oh. of my greatest moments. And then they walked through and they knew who was doing it because they saw like us, we were sitting by the newspaper just giggling. <laughs> and uh, they, at one point, the flight attendant walked by, the fart was so bad, he stopped, went back, got the spritzer and sprayed it in front of our chairs. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible for a flight attendant to be that rude. But it's, it, that's probably my greatest no. accomplishment as an adult. As, the best is as an adult because you're like if you're a kid that's funny but as an adult it's even more the farts never are not funny as a kid on the way to a Mets game we had like a community rec center went to a Mets game and I was sitting in the back with my buddy Bill D'Angelo and I cut a putrid nervous fucking 12 year old boy gasser and the teenagers smelled it like who the fuck did that and my stupid pissed. friends like he did I was like come on dude you gotta, you gotta back me up here oh I just lost my mic did I lose my I No, you're good, my, buddy. I got my mic. I, I was going to say, I like that you thought the Yo. flight attendant was being rude. Yeah, <laughs> you were farting in a why public Why does this place. shit keep going out on me? You sure you didn't hit the wrong button? You probably pulled it out. Because you're so strong. It's is, hanging this, out, Matt. Keep this thing on. No, Matt, it's hanging out. Oh, yeah. You see this shit? Matt, your muscular legs kicked it out. Uh, is it plugged in good? Yeah, you good. I like to move when, Plug I, it in. when, I, when I talk. You you I Make sure it's still in there. Matt's legs are solid rock. The man's a rock. I can't sit still when I do this. So, you know, you know. Oh, now I gotta clean my throat. Yeah, right, what are I'm you doing? Now you getting you kind of all right. He's grabbing mascot. Am I? Uh, am I? Am You're on. Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't hear the. Uh... Okay. Oh <coughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat so loud. You probably hear it on your fucking phone. I, I you didn't hit the cough button. I did. I, the, I did hit the cough button. Did you really? <laughs> your cough button's no good. It's pathetic. So I mean, listen. We got stuff to talk about. We got um, Uriah Hall calling in. I like Uriah Hall is really. Uh, an interesting guy, man. He's a fun yeah. guy to be around too. I like. Yeah, him. you hung out with him a lot. No, I've just I've, I've interviewed him in in, in uh, on the on Sirius, and I saw him at two hundred, and just watching him interact and banter oh. with people. He's just a fun guy. Was he in the van with us in the, in the bus? I believe he was, but yeah. he was also in the in the lobby. Yeah, uh, where I was trying not to fanboy out. You know, it was really funny when Anthony Johnson saw uh, we were talking, and I love Anthony Johnson, yeah. as you know. And he was, uh, and Cyborg walked by. Yeah. And he goes, hey, my, do you want to get a picture of Cyborg? He just offered, I think he just wanted to get me away from him. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. And so he called her over. He goes, oh, he wants to take a picture with you. And she's like, okay. And I took a I selfie. Said, I said hello to her too. Just go, I'm nice to everybody. I, yeah. don't, I don't think she likes me. That's not true. Why would she seem lovely? She's not to me. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, you know, maybe she, I think Joe Rogan made a joke about it. Maybe she thought I was like, maybe, maybe she just took a look at my head real quick and didn't know who I was. I don't know. I'm looking at my fat stomach right now. What I ate, so, I ate so much in Australia that like, you, you know how you put a couple on, you feel it like you, oh, you no, dude. I'm, dude, I, I'm so depressed about my, we're like two women, two fucking hens <laughs> confessing about our bellies. We should both be slapped. <laughs> <laughs> flashbacks to the both of us on the ellipticals in the gym but uh no me too dude because i went on before i went on the road with dana i must have gained let me see i was mm, this much and then i gained i probably gained close to 10 pounds i gotta drop this um you know what i mean like right now like my belly's not going further than my chest which is okay because i got a muscular chest you stop looking down at i can't belly? help it i'm looking at my little roll of blubber yeah. over yeah, my belt and i want to kill myself i literally want to hang myself it's, in the closet it's not bad it's not bad, but then again, I overreact. I, then again, I hang out with Ray Longo a lot, so I don't know. I, I look at him, so you look at you're the size of one of his legs. Yeah, Ray's a big boy. Yeah, Ray's a, Ray lost weight though. Ray actually Ray. looks good. Okay, 
Ray, Ray had such an impact on the show. We're talking about the guy and he's not even here. I enjoyed him very much. We're going to get him back, though. Of course he's we gonna be. Why is my throat so... And coffee. Maybe what for me, fuck? coffee does it or cum. <clears throat> cum. <laughs> it was what? <laughs> Just childish humor. As you put your hand down your pants. I do. I have to. I have to adjust. It was not intentional. But anyway, you've got Uriah Hall calling in in a little bit. And I, I uh, uh, Poirier versus uh, Johnson. Poirier. And I always fuck up the French. Whenever I don't pronounce the R, I'm supposed to. Poirier versus uh, Johnson um, on uh, Saturday on Fox Sport 1. Is is, is, um, is Uriah Hall the co-main? Yeah. Okay. And you know what? We're supposed to do... I mean, this is weird now. This It's so funny because, look, I'm, I'm in a position here, Jimmy. Jimmy, it's hard for me when there's things going on for, with me... To not talk about them. And sometimes I'm like, man, you know, let's just talk about other things. Why should I talk about something that's either bothering me or something? I, I think like, you should talk about it. I don't it. like drama is one thing. I'm not a, I'm not a little chick, you know what I mean? Like no. in like grade school or junior high with the he said, she said. And sure. The, the boo. But, you know, the other day... One more time. Let me do this one more time. <clears throat> I got some someone. No, it's not your fault. Someone needs to put... Yeah. You have what? What? Someone needs, someone needs to push, fix Matt's button. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, so listen, I, I mean, I, we, listen, I'm going to talk about this because it's just whatever. I mean, I, I went on my buddy uh, Bruce Buffer's uh, podcast the other day. He runs a pretty smooth ship for a fucking, you Bruce know, is awesome. he's Bruce. a pretty good podcaster, man. Bruce runs a real operation over there. You've done his show? Or? I have, yeah. yeah. I, lo I love it's Bruce time. Buffer. No, Bruce is great. Bruce is, I, I mean, I know Bruce for a, a long, you know, shit, man, a long time. And he's always just been a solid dude, man, you yeah. know? So when he asked me to uh, jump on his thing, I jumped Despite on the fact that he faked an injury to get out of our podcast. He did get out of the fuck out of it. We, we actually witnessed him I know. doing that karaoke Poor and blowing Bruce. his freaking leg out. <laughs> but uh, so I did his podcast the other day, and he asked me about, you know, who do you like better on on uh, doing the show Dana White looking for a fight? Who do you like better on X? I know you work with both guys, Dean Thomas and Nick the Tooth. And because Nick, you know, you've seen the episode with Dean Thomas on the episode in LA. Remember when we, when oh, we the did stand up? Yeah, 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 that was, yeah, yeah. I was it always I goes did. back to that. My four minutes of fucking it's okay. glory. If I had four minutes in the ring, I'd be talking about it. <laughs> right or wrong, of Jimmy? Of course I would. Shit, man. Uh, wait, wait, did we talk about the. Oh, yeah, we did talk about the shit the other day. What am I saying? I'm out of my. Oh, my God. I, was, I just went back to the CM Punk fight. I go, hey, did we talk about those fights? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did talk last podcast. You know, I'm, I'm shot. But anyway. So I did this. I did this plot. Do you want to talk about this? Talk Whatever about you want, else? buddy. Absolutely. I, you know, I bitch I just, every time I'm in here about something. I'm yeah, happy to hear you complain. I, think that I use this as my therapy. This show. So yeah, I think good. people like to to hear stuff. So you know, <clears throat> I, I, I I apologize to the audience about that because I'm not going to keep doing the button. I'm, I'm going to try as much as I can. But if you can see, see how me and Jimmy are sitting now, I'm really relaxed. I'm That's sitting right. back, and for me to get we're up scissoring. And we're <laughs> nude scissoring. <laughs> Jimmy's on my shoulders right now. Yes. My legs over his back. It's amazing. Barely even talk. So anyway, really, listen, let me just get to it really. So, so he brought up the whole thing with Nick the Tooth. Now, we had a bit of a falling out, and it, basically he's off the show. You and Nick. Yeah, I mean, well, him and basically my, myself with Dana and, and the whole production here, where the guy got kind of left us hanging and got off the show like two days before we were going to go to L.A., and everybody and their mothers asking me on Twitter, what happened to Tooth on the show? What happened to Tooth on the show? And it's not something you can't, you can't really say quick. On Twitter, you know, what can I say? Forty characters. Exactly. Sure. What am I going to say? I don't like him. I don't know. So, let me see. I mean, I don't want to go through the whole thing again. But in a long story short, the guy 
basically called me out on a to do a grappling match. Like basically said something where, and I said this on Bruce's uh, uh, show. I he said something. You know, we, when we first met, he goes, "Oh, you know, after the first pilot, you know, you go and you do your interviews." So he goes to the uh, interview. He's uh, in, you know he's talking to the camera, going, "You know, Matt makes me look good in every way. He's always late. He's bald. All we have to do is settle the grappling." You know, because he he does. Now, is he a fighter? I, I, not at all. Not the okay. furthest thing from a fighter. Fighter. Um, he's like a, a West Coast dude, and he's uh he's friends with Dana from high school. Oh, okay, right they're way back. Okay. Yes. So, but but he's like you know your, your typical like almost like a, you talk to him like a surfer type guy, and uh and and, and he does jujitsu for like three years now, so he's, like, he's okay. pretty new to jitsu. But he went into the um the over forty division in like as a blue belt. A blue belt's the first belt you get. You get a you start with a white belt, so you go white belt, blue belt, brown belt. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, brown belt, and black belt. Okay, so the first belt you get awarded is your blue belt. So he, you know, he, listen. I'm glad the guy loves jujitsu. It's great. The guy competed as a um in the Mundials, the World Championships, uh, as a blue belt in the over forty division, and the guy uh and he and he um, won. So that's good for him. That's great. But um, <clears throat> but there's different levels in jujitsu, obviously. You know. So and and in you know I, you know I come from you know I'm a Henzo Gracie black belt. I've been in the you know the jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for shoot, man. I, I got my my black belt uh, in two thousand. So you've been I, a black belt for sixteen years. Yeah, man. Right. So I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I've been around, you know, and in in the art, you know, it's like it's 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 etiquette where you don't call out an old, a, a higher belt. It's just it's just not the proper thing to do. Anybody that's been in the art will tell you who's been on the mats, you don't usually do it. You could roll with higher belts and this and that and the other thing, but you don't publicly put a guy on blast like he did to me when he says, we have to, you know, Matt's, you know, he's what I, like I said, he's, he's this, he's that, and all we have to do is settle the grappling. So this is my take on that. Now, I was confused by that, Jimmy. If you go back and watch number two, the episode number two of uh, Dana White looking for a fight when we went to Alaska, and, uh, you know, we... I, I this is the first time I seen him after I saw him talk to the the, um, the camera doing those interviews uh, on the pilot episode. You right. Follow me. So I saw that for the first time after we shot the pilot, and I see that, and I go home, and I and I'm like, what the? And I, and I had a good time with the guy. I'm thinking sure. the guy's a good guy. You know, he's he's not a bad guy to hang out with. He's a goofy guy. He's he's kind of like the Kramer of the show. He's a wacky dude. Yeah, he's even funny. Yeah, guy. you know. So. You know, I seen it. So you see, like they shot this out of order. So the first episode we go to Jersey, the second episode we go to Alaska, but it was actually the opposite way around. We did Alaska first. So well, that's the next time I see him. You see me ask him on the on the plane, like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about with the uh, with with the grappling? Like, what are you, like, like what what what, what are you, are you out of your mind? Like, what do you, I, what do you mean by that? Like, what are you, you have to settle the grappling? What do we have to settle? Like, really? Like, so then he starts playing along, like, ah, you know. Like, ah, uh, you know, he's like, well, I play wrestling. He's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I told him we got, the, you know, I fought the best on the planet, dude. You know, I'm joking around with him. He goes, dude, well, now you got the tooth. Now you got the tooth. So he's joking around that, you know, we're going to grapple. So we grappled. We rolled. And after we rolled, I, you know, I, of course, how it worked out was I, I'm going to tap the guy like a typewriter. And I did. And uh, how long did it take? Oh, come on. No, no. The guy, dude, the guy's, listen. There's different levels. I don't want to sit here and say the guy sucks, but it, the guy's not. It's not going to be competitive. Well, he's newer. He's yeah, of course. Yeah. But the fact is, he should have known this. How long did it take you? No, dude. No, listen. It was. It's. It's. It was. I don't want to see this. Is the no, thing. no. I'm curious. I don't, I don't know to, much about this. this I'm the thing. If you could watch the episode, and it's pretty much not cut up. You know, it's pretty ten much, minutes. It took you. 
No, that what to tap him? Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I was tapping him left and right. The guys. Oh, okay. We're not. I mean, I'm not. Listen, the guys. I'm. I'm. I'm, It sounds vain, but I'm just you know more experienced than a guy, man. The guy can't. You're a world class jujitsu fighter. That's not. That's the truth. I'm I'm not being a jerk, but it was like just swatting a fly, you know. So after that got done. You know, I'm thinking nothing of it. He sent me a long-winded text when I got home saying how we cannot let that episode air. It's going to bring dishonor to his instructors, his professors at his school, and this and that. I'm sorry, I thought you were making it. Oh, yeah. So he's doing all these things because he was wearing a a T-shirt of the school he goes to. And, uh, you know, so, hey, man, listen, dude. I didn't, didn't, he goes, he he feels like he got set up, basically, is what he's saying, you know. How so? Let me, I don't want to cut, I don't want to jump all over the place. Let me see. He gave me the text. Uh, I went back at him like, dude, you wanted this. I didn't want to. It wasn't my idea to, to grapple you. Yeah. I knew what the hell was going to happen. I think the whole world knows what was going to happen. It wasn't my idea for the show. Hey, this will be good. That's setting you up. That's that's trying to make me look good. I'm not doing Dude, I knew what the hell would happen. I was shocked that you wanted this. But at the same time, if anybody had anything to lose, who is it? The moron, that goofy bastard that wants to, you know, grapple me or, or me. If that guy, I slipped and that guy ends up on my back. or That guy had everything to gain. I don't, sure. you know what I mean? And the, and this this is my take on it. The guy looks at me walking around and, is, and even back then when he first saw me, I might have been a little chubby. You know what I mean? I could eat my pasta. It doesn't mean I'm not taking a, a Kimura. You know what I mean? So the guy sees me walking around a little chubby and he probably thinks I'm on the couch. This guy's got abs. He's a vegan. He's winning the world as a, as a blue belt. He's probably feeling his oats. He, he's uh, he definitely delusional. I'm going to say the guy's 100% delusional. So, you know, it's like a slap of reality to the guy. You know Do what I mean? Do people underestimate you sometimes because you're a fun guy, you're a silly guy, That's and like I, you're not always trying to alpha male people? Do you, they kind of underestimate you know that? As, you know what's funny about that, Jimmy, is that I was always a, like the like the like the fun loving like goofy guy, and then until I was until I was like uh, in seventh grade, I was the same way. But I was I was not I wasn't built in seventh grade. I was pretty small, and I got messed with in seventh grade by the older the older the older dudes, you know. And I got I got messed with enough where and then I and then I got a little bigger, but then next year I was training over the summer. Right. And then I had like a hit list. But I do it like a man. <laughs> I, I, oh, oh shit, yeah. Good. Eighth grade? I still have one from eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, man. I, I had a hit list where I go, the first guy that fucks with me is gonna be is gonna get fucked Shocked, up. Shocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I did it the right way with my fist. You know, I don't you know, nowadays kids are grabbing guns and this and that. But yeah. you know, listen I feel bad for anybody that gets messed with because I know what it's like. I truly know what it's like. That's why I despise bullies. You don't like bullies, right? I despise bullies and I'll never act like that. I'll never, I, that's not me. That's why, because when you, when you hear this guy talk now about what, everything that went down, it's making me sound like I'm a fucking bully. Like, and it's, and it's like, and that, and that attacks my character and that makes me lash out and that bothers me. So you feel like that he might have thought you were on the couch and that it would be a bit more Oh yeah, I think the guy I, 100%. Other one unless the guy I, I don't know what else. He says, "Oh, I thought I was just going to flow roll." So listen, so I just to just let me just go in order that way I, for, for myself because sure. yeah. I'll screw this up. So basically, we had that talk uh, about the, you know, about the the rolling and then he's like, "Oh, okay, I understand." And he even told me at one point, "How would you like if my professors you know, rolled with one of your purple belts and, and, and did that to him. And I go, if one of my purple belts put on blast your professors, my guy's no etiquette. First of all, it wouldn't happen. And if it did happen, I'm going to beat their ass worse than your professors because I teach my guys respect and I teach them etiquette because that's a huge part of martial arts. It's part of life. Right. It's not just about who could tap who. So that's where I'm coming from. This idiot, his instructors, he's, 
I, now listen, only because I'm getting back to that because it really irks me the stuff he's saying in, uh, in, after my interview. Sure. So, uh, so I got the text. Let me bring it back for me. I I address I address that with them. So then he, I, I then afterwards like, oh okay, I see your point, this and that. And I sent that shit to Dana, man. I go text. I don't know how much back when he sent he said this. Oh, this I'm not gonna let that air because it's gonna bring shame to my instructors. I'm like, yo, I don't know how close he's close with Dana. I know I'm close with Dana, but does this guy hold that kind of power not to have something aired? And this who the fuck is and something that he initiated. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like I go, hey guys, I got a great idea for this show. I could I could beat up on the tooth. That's yeah, dude, that's not sure. me. It was his idea. Sure. It backfired on him. And uh and it didn't work out his way. And then he just doesn't want it to be shown. I mean, the guy it, that that's like pathetic but wouldn't you expect that if you're only a blue not only no, a blue, but, if you're a blue belt wouldn't you expect a guy like matt sarah to easily tackle you that's part of the game but, but that's what the whole world is saying to this guy so he gets now he's now so thus that's what happened with that and then you know there was an episode when we got tased all right these are right. two incidents right with the episode that we got tased we all had the interlock hands they hooked one up to me one up to the tooth and then they tased us where they we get you know for for uh, what was it for five seconds right uh, and he made some noises like, "Oh, guys, stop it!" You know, so we were kind of yeah. goofing on him for that. But dude, this is a this was a guy this is a guy show where we break balls and dude, I'm getting a snowball in my face. I'm getting tipped in a canoe. I'm getting so I mean, I you take it and you give it, man. With yeah. this show, you know what I mean. So sure enough, he's saying that we, he didn't get we didn't get tased. He's the only guy to get tased and this and that. So this is what we're dealing with. So you know, him and Dana got into an argument with that at an Agent Orange concert in uh in in uh in uh Las Vegas, right? And so then, then he's like, "Listen, if you don't admit that I didn't get tased, I'm walking off the show. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be on the show unless you admit that I'm. I, you know, I got most of that getting, I got most of the shock and this and that. so." Then he goes, "I'm not fucking admitting that. It's bullshit. We all got tased." So, Tooth basically left, and we got Dean Thomas on, and there we go. So now everybody was asking about what happened. So I told the truth, wow. right? So now his now listen. So the guy, listen. I now I wasn't gonna listen to his response. I wasn't because I'm like, dude, I got a life to live. Sure. <laughs> but you know if I got a vent I might as well vent now we get some time to kill before you Uriah Hall do. calls in the very talented Uriah Hall was fighting Derek Bronson this this uh, Saturday night on Fox Sports 1 can't wait for that gotta add that plug that every once in a while yeah we absolutely do co-main uh, event co-main event and uh, and the main event is Dustin Poirier versus uh, Michael Johnson which is another fight I'm, dude I'm I know what I'm doing Saturday night I'm psyched yeah but, all right, but back to this back to this this this, this freaking moron so uh, so I listened to the guy on the thing today and he's talking to Bruce Buffer and uh, the producer of that show and he's like oh well listen of course why would I get upset if you know a black belt submitted me I just get a you know you know, man, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't warmed up. You heard, you hear me say, the first thing you hear me say on that episode of when we were at that academy is, uh, the first thing you hear me say is, hey, hey, we're not warmed up. And that's not fucking true. The first thing he said is after I'm getting done doing the technique, you hear me go to the guy, all right, guys, anything else? You hear the tooth in the background go, let's roll. You hear the motherfucker, let's roll. That guy was ready. And that guy knew what we were doing. Right. That, and, but it's not my, I didn't tell the guy to wear a freaking rash guard of his school or anything like right. that. So, I mean, the guy wore a rash guard. That, the guy knew exactly what was going on. If you see us rolling, he's going inverted. He's trying all his shit that I'm slapping away. And of course, what happens is what we all expect to happen. And I just did what I want with the guy. So, but again, it's not a big feather in my cap, dude. I got some stuff I did in my life and that's not one of them. I'm not breaking. That's like, Jimmy, if I rolled with you now, you think I'm going to be like, yo, man. I schooled Norton, and I'm not that dude. First I of all, I think you'd be surprised. I used that <laughs> technique called the crane. Yeah. That was once featured in the Karate Kid, and that's very <laughs> effective in my do combat. 
<laughs> and your karate chops. And I don't know what you're going to do to me, Jimmy. But uh, so, I mean, listen, I'm not one to brag about something like that. It's silly. It's silly to me. Silly, Jimmy. Yeah. So anyway. You're a black belt. You're a no, seasoned every, veteran. You expect to tap a so, blue belt. So, but yeah, yeah, but now he's like, of course. So he's like, did anybody see me go with Joe Lazone? I'm not embarrassed by going with anybody um, you know, a higher belt and this and that. I got submitted by all these guys. He goes, but I just don't like how I saw on forums how it says how Sarah Jiu-Jitsu is better than the school. He goes, then you know, he goes, then my school, and it's not even my school. And this is what I don't like. He goes, my instructors, he goes, they go and they're at their school 8 a.m. in the morning and they're there all day long and they're building this school up just to have one image of their school getting you know, beat by an dude. Are you a fucking moron? These guys are world champions. The only problem that they, the only slack they should be getting is why they let a fucking retard like you in and train at their academy and call out higher belts while and then roll with that guy wearing one of their rash guards. You fucking moron. I mean, that guy's a fucking idiot. What is so a rash the, guard? No, that's a, a rash guard, like the tight shirt. So the one, so the thing is this. I'm a, oh. extremely. You know what I mean? Like a tight yeah, shirt. Yeah, you know, rash guard makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm extremely pissed off now. So he shifts it to the, now it's no longer the tooth being the, you know, me and the tooth. Now it's me trying to make his school look bit. Dude, I'm not that guy. I, I, I'm, I like his instructors. I don't know them personally, but I like, they're very, they, they come up with, they have nice stuff. They're very good at taking the back, the Barambolos and the Mendez brothers. They're very good. These guys are phenomenal world champions. Um, they're good friends. They do seminars at my buddy Joe Capizzi, uh, who's a Hensel Gracie black belt in Staten Island. So I, I have nothing against these guys. It don't make it. How dare you, man? That, why are you bringing them into it? You're the only. You're the moron that that's trying to say you're representing their school. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody's gonna look at them. Me and you roll and say, oh wow, who does? Where does he train? They must suck. No tooth. You suck. You know what I mean? Don't don't bring these guys into your battle fucking the guy's a fucking moron so when i hear the guy that that's like attacking my integrity you know what i mean and then i hear the guy talking uh oh you know and you know listen you know i'm like a geek and uh you know i i i'm what i'm you know he's, he's making himself out to be oh i'm the laid-back guy and that's that jockey type listen not for nothing and i have nothing against anybody and in high school dude I was not on the wrestling team. I wasn't on no I wasn't on the fucking football team because I told the football coach to go fuck himself. Cause I, I am not I don't I don't have that jockey attitude. I'm a guy that gets along with all different types. I'm the guy I was hanging I had the I had the, the burnouts, the jocks, everybody was cool with me. In the time you know I've spent, I mean? the time cool I've spent with you in, in Vegas and all these other places, I've only seen you be silly with people. I've never once caught that. Cause I, I don't like that type of attitude. I've never once <sighs> seen that. I don't know Nick at all, but hey, I've never seen you dude, display that. Dude, I'm not ever. that guy. So he makes it like I'm trying to alpha him, and I'm trying right. to. Dude, um, that's not me, man. I'm not putting anybody in. That's, I mean, there's another guy I'm not too crazy about. Well, I'm not going to bring him up, but he's that kind of guy, a jockey guy that's like giving guys wedgies, and it's not me, man. I, if anything, with the tooth, not you, Chris, the producer. I didn't mean you, buddy. <laughs> but like the tooth, I mean, and the tooth. I mean, I got. I used to talk to the guy about comic books and Comic Con because he's into shit like that. Sure. So I, I mean, I used to hang out with the guy. I'm thinking the guy's a decent guy, but he's not. The guy's not a decent guy. I mean, how dare you make me look like I'm the fucking bad guy? And this is everything that you initiated. Like he's having a pity party for himself about looking bad with us rolling, but the guy initiated the whole thing. He's saying he got set up. This was not my idea. I asked him, I go, dude, why would you say that? Why would you say let's settle the grappling? Why would you, what would you think would happen? What? He goes, well, I thought it would be a good bit for the show. I go, well, then you got your bit 
but you just didn't want like the outcome. So now you don't want to play no more. You don't want that to be shown. That's fucking pathetic, dude. Yeah, the, what happens is when, when egos get bruised, like we, we put our egos in, in these weird positions. Like, you know, if I was going to, and again, I have zero physical prowess. I mean, you guys look at me like uh. this is just natural. I don't uh, work on this. <laughs> but I, I would enjoy, like when I would have fighters put moves on me. I had Fedor yeah. put me in a move. I would never go back with him. I just yeah. wanted to see what it felt like, BJ Penn. What is a mild version of an arm bar? I had Ronda yeah. arm bar me. Yeah. And it's weird, like you do it from a point of respect, like, oh, this is what these guys yeah. deal with. Like, I, I, I just kind of was in more in awe of, of fighters yeah. when you feel like when Cain Velasquez put me in a, 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 a guillotine or just a choke and he a mild pressure. I'm like, the idea of a man wanting to do this to really hurt me yeah. is, is, is mind boggling. Like how you guys fight through that. I, I have no comprehension. You can't come at somebody who can fight better than you. Yeah, but I, but the from thing a point is, of ego, you if, can't do it. If you talk to him now, he'll say, oh, "Of course, I didn't think I. I thought we were just gonna flow roll and him doing a seminar. I want to be in on it. I don't want to get blindsided, dude." I, I go back to him saying, "Let's roll." He was the guy who wanted to roll, and that, and what's what? What is a flow roll? Settle. The flow roll means like, you know, I move with you and. You move with me. See, oh. the only reason I thought I, it was when you wrestled that bitch from Alice. <laughs> I always hated her. Flow. <laughs> <laughs> only me, you, and Longo would get that joke. I know. I, that's fucking, I really joke. am forty-eight Alice, years old. Alice. Alice. Stick around for some Vic Tayback impressions. <laughs> Sometimes La Longo will fucking throw out a joke like, uh, "What are you, Milton Berle?" I go, "Dude, nobody knows who that is I right know. now." I love a good old school. <laughs> A good give me a break reference. Give me a break. Remember what's happening? I do. Yeah, Who I doesn't like, love I, fucking I Raj? To, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Haywood Nelson. Oh, rerun. Rerun. Remember rerun Fred Berry? He played a pimp in Vice Squad who got stared in the dick by Wings Hauser. Oh, my Th God. There's a bit of trivia for do, you. Do you remember what's happening? <laughs> Some fucking piece of knowledge that is as useless as fucking uh, by the dish. But listen, I'm only kidding. That's great. But what about when they were at the Doobie Brothers concert and they were dancing and, yes. the, and the tape recorder fell out? We, we thought you were our friend, Rerun. Right? Yes. Rerun. Fuck. Drop the tape recorder. I'm Ugh. going to jail for a fat kid eating popcorn. <laughs> the guy who made him tape the show. Is that what happened? Yeah. The guy was a guy who rerun, he made Rerun yeah. tape the show. Oh, that's fucking great. But listen, I don't want to waste the podcast with this. Well, no, I no, just it's wanna, not a waste. You wanted to get I, off the you know, I have to only because if something's irking me, I got to talk about it. The guy irks me, so and it's you, like you feel no, he, but, he 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 misrepresented. You feel what 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 happened? Yeah, I mean, well, listen, his idea with the, the whole tasing thing being a conspiracy—that's that alone. Let let that <laughs> he could just run with that and let people think what they think with that. I mean, I know I got tased, and and what's just, wrong with being the only one who reacted? Like if I was with two guys and you guys got tased and you took it and I squirmed like a girl, I would just laugh about it. This like, is the who thing. Cares? You notice how you said that you don't like to listen to anything you do or, or watch anything you do, or sometimes right or wrong? Did you say something similar? To yes, that? and I was also speaking for everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that. See, I'm used to the reality. TV and this and that and Tua told me in the beginning that oh man I'm not used to this reality TV and I'm not used to being put on you know oh, before that thing came out with the tasing he'd call me he'd text me be like dude I'm having a hard time with this it's gonna go viral man it's, it was almost like Hudson from uh, Aliens it's like it's we're done man um, game over man yeah. no he was like he's like man it's gonna go viral me getting tased and you know this one's gonna see it and that one and and I'm like, dude, relax, man. Like, man. I would, I, I'd talk him down. Like, I'm a shrink. And I'd actually be on the phone with the guy for a half an hour. So it's like, this is what people aren't seeing, man. Like, I'm, like dude, you're painting me out to be the bully, dude. I was you. I thought I was becoming a, a friend of yours. I thought I was cool. But you would be, I mean, the guy is not a good guy. The guy, the guy painted a picture. Like, when I heard that thing, once I heard him say, 
you know, oh, like, why wouldn't I be, you know, the Joe Lazone thing? See that? He was painting the picture like, oh, man, I knew Matt would do this and that. And then they put that out there. It was 100% his idea. I can under- know what a setup is if I'm like, hey, guys, let me roll with the tooth. Like I said, that's a setup. And right. like, you know, we'll just roll friendly. And then I go off on him. The dude throws down a fucking challenge that he should never. If my if I heard that from one of my, my purple belts, again, I'm schooling that guy. I'm saying, how dare you? You should, I, I won't let you train here. You better apologize to that motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's where we come. So I just didn't like... When I, I listen, the guy's nuts. I could hear the guy could say whatever he wants, but I just didn't like when he was trying to say, Oh, and then I saw in the forums that it said that his jujitsu is better than my instructors. It's like, Hey, dude, you'd make if and you're reading now, you're, you're making it something else, and that's all you're doing, not my doing, man. That's almost like because I get insulted when it makes it look like that's what I thought going into it. Like, I'm gonna make my school, I'm gonna wear one of my shirts, yeah. he'll wear one of his, and I'll make my school look better. Hey, dude, I got enough. Listen. Like I said, I got enough credentials to fall back on to teach my fucking arm locks. I don't need to. I don't need to to fluff up my record anymore by strangling a fucking moron. You know what I mean? You know, when I was training one time, uh, my my instructor I didn't realize worked for people who didn't like me, and he was having me karate chop boards. That's and, why you're um, obsessed with the karate chop. That's right. I was karate chopping boards and punching boards, and he was laughing with his no. ponytail. I had no idea he was setting me up for failure. <laughs> Worst bad guy in history. But what was that? Karate Kid 37? Oh, yes. I want pain, Mr. LaRusso. I'll tell you. got it. This movie. They lost me after the, <laughs> that, 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 they lost me after the second one. Second one was good. When they tweaked the nose. Come on. Wait, wait, the second one? That was part two. Stupid Mr. Sato. Miyagi. Oh, yeah. Another guy was pissed. And then he's like, oh, you get me now, you coward. When he had to fight. Yeah, but meanwhile, Miyagi karate chopped the the fucking telephone pole in half. I make that noise when I eat pussy. No! What's the noise noise she makes when you do that? Exactly the same one. It's really bizarre. It's it's dueling Satos. And she's like, oh. Well, anyway, before you get into that read, let me just tell you something. I'm putting it to rest. It's the last I'm going to talk about the guy. Unless he if, responds. If, well, listen, he can respond all he wants now. I just had to say, look, man, that is what it is. Uh, if, if anybody, listen, I was on Bruce Buffett's. I'll give that guy a shout out. Go to It's Time. You hear my whole yes. story. Basically what I said now, but I might have said it a little longer then or whatever. But I just wanted to clear my chest. Clear my chest. Uh, clear the air, get it off my chest. You put two expressions together. I put what? I, the, tell me what I did there. You were supposed to, you were going to say get it off my chest and you were going to say clear the air and you said I wanted to clear my chest. That's good. Get all those expressions oh, out in one shit. quick one. I like all that. Right, so now we can move on and now I see, I get negativity and I just get it out of my life. I, It's like exhaling. Oh, now, not just positive stuff, man. I try to get it out of my life, but it yeah. follows me in a cloud like pig pen. Like pig I'm pen. Fucking, yes, I always have negativity around me. My kids call me Charlie Brown. Do they? I don't know why. My mother used to call me that. Well, you Charlie Brown. Brown. You got a head like Charlie Brown. You know, it's funny. Matt and I were talking. Yes. When we first came in. Matt mentioned this briefly, and I said, "Matt, football's back." And he said, "What do you want to do to celebrate?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude." I said, "DraftKings is hosting another dollar." You know, the free fantasy contest this weekend, Matt said, don't skip lines when you read the copy. It's true. $100,000 in total prizes are up for grabs. No deposit required. You heard that right, you silly geese. Mm-hmm. None. So put your fantasy knowledge to the test for free to win your share of hundred grand this weekend at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. That means no season-long commitments. If there's one thing I hate, it's a commitment. I always cheat. Play when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. 
Renew old rivalries with friends to prove that you're the superior GM. Point at them and say that. I'm the superior GM. Ah, the good-natured ribbing. Or try 50-50 contest where the top half of all entries win cash. Whether you're one-week fantasy rookie or a grizzled vet, DraftKings offers fun, fair, free contests for you all season long. Hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use code KO and play free in this week's $100,000 fantasy contest. That really is amazing. This contest is free, no deposit required, so there's no reason not to play. Use the promo code KO. It's just two letters. And play free for your share of hundred grand this weekend, DraftKings.com. That is DraftKings.com. Now, eligibility restrictions may apply. So you got to see the website for details. Just go to DraftKings.com. I've said that many times. Yeah. It's important to reiterate. Now, uh, Poirier versus Johnson this weekend, this Saturday on Fox Sports 1. That's the main event. And uh, Michael Brunson, uh, sorry, Derek Brunson versus Uriah Hall is the co-main. And we have Uriah calling uh, shortly. He is a fun guy to watch, man. Oh, he is really, really. Uh, I was watching some of his, his fights on Fight Pass, and he's just a beautiful striker. Very accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. And when he's got, he, I'll tell you, you know what I was, the fight I was most impressed with is, uh, well, you've seen him grow. You've seen him grow from the Ultimate Fighter, which he looked fantastic. Yep. And then he had all that spotlight on him in the finale when he fought Gastelum. Uh, when he felt, yes, uh, uh, Kelvin. Calvin Gastelum. Yes. And, you know, there's no, listen, I mean, that kid is a tough kid. You know I did not I mean? think he was going to win that fight yeah. either. I was amazed that he beat <clears throat> But then you Uriah go on Hall. to see his career. You go on to see that kid's career, and you're like, all right, that kid is a real stud. Oh, yeah. Because, you know what I mean? He's great. He might not have shined on the show like he shined after, uh, Kelvin. But, uh, you know, then you're like, all right, the guy's totally legit. And there was a, might have been a little bit of hesitation with all that um, exposure and all the spotlight and whatnot that Uriah was getting. Well, Uriah but, seemed aloof on the show. I didn't like him when I saw him on the show. And then you kind of realize, oh, he's more of a shy guy. He seemed aloof yeah. and humorless. But then you're like, no, that's the way they edited it. And, you know, he was actually a good dude. But he didn't seem like it on the show. Yeah, no, um, you know, I, on the show, he just seemed dangerous. I didn't really remember... Specifically, whether I like light them with this light, them. I just remember, man, this guy's landing some shit. You know what I mean? And he had such a hype behind him with that. So then, when it when he didn't perform or it didn't go his way, I should say, on that finale, it's like, man, is this is, is this guy gonna like choke sure. when it comes to the big show? But no. But then now, what happened was over time, you saw in his Lieben fight and some other fights where it's like now this guy's getting confidence. And let me tell you something: when he fought Gerard Masasi, uh, that's the fight where I'm like, all right. He's this is gonna be a hard fight. This is gonna be a long night for him because that guy's a stud. I that guy's, I think, underrated. That guy's awesome, very relaxed, and just he times his stuff very well and and he puts it all together very nicely from his striking to his grappling. And he's a threat everywhere. And the fight that fight started off with him, you know, looking like this is gonna be an easy night Mm -hmm. for for Gerard Gagard. What the fuck am I saying Gerard for? <laughs> and you guys are both looking at me. Yeah, I'm fine. like, wow, they're really into what I'm talking about. You're like, you're like, meanwhile, in your head, if I could see the cloud, if there's like words above your cloud, you guys are like, you fucking moron. No, what is that? It was, it's I Gigard. love this man. <laughs> it's Gagard. How do you pronounce it again? Gagard. Gagard. Gagard? Yeah. And what am I calling him? Gerard? That's all right. He reads his Gerard. Yeah, no, Gerard. It's fine. Fucking Gerard. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like a guy with overalls and fucking flannel. Hey, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard Depardieu. <clears throat> yeah, fucking exactly. Uh, kicking a sumo in the face. But anyway, when I saw him fight Musasi, I thought that he's in trouble. But uh, man, he went, he weathered everything he brought, and he ended up like, letting that kick in his face and following him up. 
the spinning hook kick. Whatever, what that is that? Fucking I spinning. Be- that spinning like half uh, oh, was, kick yeah, right um, to the middle of the face, and no, uh, he went beautiful. down. And he just passed. I thought the ref actually let that go a couple of shots longer than he should have because right, he wasn't moving. And he, you know, but that that's where it says, "All right, this guy's believing in himself," and when he believes himself, it's it's a problem. Did you so, see the Rafael on the top fight? Which one? Uh, Rafael Natal. I thought he got robbed in that fight. It was which a split is decision. Is that the one that... Uh, which one? Oh. Uh, you know what? See, that's weird, though, because I'm a little biased because I know half Rafael. He's a Napo. He trains with uh, Henzo Gracie. So I, really I might have been thought- a little... I, I thought... I remember it close. To be honest, I don't remember the specifics of it. I just remember... Being happy that Sapo won because I'm, I'm close with sure. Sapo. Like he's such a what a great guy that guy is. Oh my god! And it was a close fight though, if I remember correctly. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, thought, uh, I thought that uh, absolutely you're right. One, I watched that last night. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Mm, maybe I'll watch it again. Yeah, I man. I, I. But again, you may, you may. Yeah. I might score. be biased. No, but nah, I gotta but you see. Could I gotta also, see you, have a, you could score a fight better than I can. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to watch it again to really give you my. I remember being oh man, it's close, and I was happy the other guy won because I'm friends with the other guy with Sapo. But, uh, you know, it doesn't change that this guy's a fucking stud. And he took out uh, Gigard after that, correct? Uh, after Javier? Yeah, yes, that was a couple of fights later. That was actually yeah. two fights later. It's so funny. You said his name. I'm like, who? And meanwhile, it's Sapo. I, I know the guy is Sapo. I don't know. Guys get nicknames, man. And I had one of my, uh, my I talked about one of my black belts, Dan the Pool Guy, and I said his last name. <laughs> Listen, his last name wrong. I'm like, Astrada, Astrada, like fucking, like chips. <laughs> It's Astrodita. No, I'm fucking up again. Eric Estrada was Chips. That was a heck of a show, if you want my opinion. Chips? Yeah. <laughs> you fuck garbage. <laughs> I don't know. Chips was actually... I, don't know, I, was, I wasn't into that stuff. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm not playing footsie with you. I just, right, I just, I just foot-stomped Jimmy. It's fine. <laughs> what do you think of uh, uh, Rockhold against uh, uh, Sousa? Oh, uh, the rematch. They fought before. You know that. In Strike Force. Did you know that? I did know that. Well, you know yes. it now. Oh, you did, did know it. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, it was a close fight back then. And that's going to be an interesting fight because the one thing I'm going to say that changed in that, well, I mean, you know, Luke is a stud, obviously. And uh, and, and he's, you know, not that he hasn't changed since then. I mean, but he was on in that fight and he won that fight, but it was close. But Jacare did get better with his striking since then. And that's, I think that's a big thing because you're so concerned about the about his takedowns because he's so dangerous on the floor that if, if you are too worried about those shots and those 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 him taking those shots and attempting those takedowns it could you know give you a little uh give you a chance upstairs uh, get caught upstairs you know what i'm saying when he's thinking i gotta watch out for that shot and watch out for that shot and then all of a sudden jock race starts throwing these new strikes right. that he's been perfecting and uh, you know that could just switch shit up. That could just change the uh, the course of the fight. Do you think? Do you think the winner of that fight gets the winner of Henderson Bisping? Or what about Chris Weidman? Is he ready to fight again? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anything's been announced with him. You know, because I know some stuff, but I don't even know if it's officially announced. So I don't want to say anything yet. Okay. <laughs> if it's officially announced, is it officially announced? If there's something officially Amanda announced, Nunes, I'll, I'll... he's fighting Nunes. What? <laughs> <laughs> they started throwing all these weird cards oh, together just because Joe Silva's leaving. Yeah, He's like, Fuck man. This. I, if they officially announced it, I'll say it. But if not, I honestly just, don't think they have. Yeah, I got to. Maybe I'll just bring him in. Want me to bring Chris in here? Yes. What are you? What's going on Monday? Let me try to get that guy in here. I'm all right, or it's Tuesday, I should say. I would be delighted for you to bring Chris. Yeah. In. Yes. I'm gonna. T- I know that guy. Bring him in Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna try to bring Chris in. Maybe I'll text him now. I would be delighted to talk to Let's Chris. Let's see what he says. Right, go ahead, talk to me while I text Weidman. 
Uh, I want to know I, what's going to happen. Um, so obviously he is fighting at some point. Um, I don't know when my uh, coworker is calling me, but I can't answer the phone. I'm going to be like, yo, is your fight announced? Is you is your... It has not been announced. Overeem has been medically suspended indefinitely after being knocked out for the 10th time in his MMA career. And that's 13th if you include kickboxing fights. That's a lot of times to be knocked out. Who's man. that, Overeem? Yeah. Yeah, man. Listen. He, he has to get, oh, sorry, Matt. He has to get a neurological CT, uh, a CT scan uh, and uh, within five days, an MRI after five days, and a minimum suspension of 60 days. When your lights go out like that, and they continue to go out like that, it takes less and less for your lights to go out. It does, it's right? Like, it's a way for your body to protect itself, you know? One time I was, um, one time I was uh, doing jujitsu, and uh, at Henzo's, when Henzo had his first uh, school over on uh, 27th Street, right? And, uh, you know, I was rolling, I was rolling with a purple belt, and we were both purple belts at the time. It was a packed class. So he was in my guard. Like, he was on top of me trying to strangle me with my kimono, with my gate, grabbing a cross collar. Like, if I had both your collars, right. Jimmy, and he's squeezing. And it's not really a high potent, uh, percentage move from in my guard because you don't have the leverage to really finish from there. So I put my feet in his hips. I kicked him up, flipped him over. I mounted him, right? I was on top, but he kept the grip. So the next thing I know, I wake up with Henzo over me. I fell asleep with the guy was, I was mounted on the guy. And uh, so Henzo, I'm like, what? And Henzo made it, I'm like, I, you feel like you're in your, your bedroom. And Henzo's looking at me and he's just like, no, nah, keep going, man. And, he, and I was literally not knowing where I was. And the guy attacked me after that. So I had to really, I had to fight off this guy looking. This guy, he'd always dominate this guy. So he felt like he got me once. So let him get me again when I was... You know, listen, sometimes you train hard, you know. We, we used to train hard back in the day. So the guy was attacking me, and I was getting my wits back. And then I ended up, you know, getting my wits, and then ended up getting him, you know, attacking him. So then Henzo would say, look, man. You know, he told me, look, look, if you do get caught in these chokes, don't. And, and this one, in all fairness, I didn't have a chance to tap because I didn't realize until it was too late. But he goes, man, it's one thing to fight off the chokes. But if you wait too long and you allow yourself to keep getting put to sleep, you do that on a regular basis, you're going to be getting, when you get in this danger again, and that you guys trying to strangle you, you'll be going to sleep that much quicker because you're gonna you know, because you know again you put yourself out and it's gonna be and you keep doing but put you let yourself go out enough it's just gonna happen that much quicker because again it's your body protecting itself. Okay. So I'm not a doctor. I don't know how true this is, but I didn't fuck with it after that. But I mean, again, I didn't have a chance to tap in that one. I don't know if that story even... No, I mean, when you look at Holly against uh, Misha Tate, it's like, did she avoid tapping or did she just not realize no, how close she was? No, no, no. That one, see that? And, and that's the people... See, I said something about that and people are like, oh, yeah, it's great. Go to sleep if you, if, you, know, if you get caught and uh, you know, so you show you're a warrior. No, I didn't mean that when I said that I gave her so much respect for trying to fight that thing off. It's because in Holly's mind, if you ask her, and I heard her say this before... It wasn't her saying, I'm not tapping, I'm going to sleep. It was her say, her thinking. Her last thought before going to sleep was, if I just escape this, I win this fight. All I got to do is get out of this. And I got out of it earlier. She got out of something similar earlier, but she couldn't find that other arm was behind her neck. She couldn't pull that arm down. And so she was just fighting. She knows if she got out of that, she'd win the fight. So it was her competitive warrior spirit that was like, all I got to do is escape sure. this. All I, It wasn't worried about her safety. It wasn't, what if I go to sleep? It's like it, her attitude was, all I have to do is get out. You know what I mean? Compared to other people when they get in that position and they're like, oh, fuck. I'm, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going out. Who put you in the worst choke you've ever been? Can you think of it or even or no? Like, or there's Who so many in, that were uh, so... What do you mean? In, in training? The hardest to get... Like the one that was like the, the, the most devastating one. Say in a real fight. In a real fight? 
Yeah. Uh, who put me in a, in a, in a, in a choke. Or, uh, or you're the most, the, the most difficult to get out of position where you're like, oh, fuck. Well, when I fought Carol Parisian, I was exhausted to the point. I was, I was so tired that, I mean, in the back after the fight, I was laying down for like half an hour. I just felt like I was, I thought something was wrong with me. Like I was that tired. I'm like, yo, did I have some kind of sugar crash right. or side that's how i never felt like that before i was so tired you know and and, and i and again you sometimes you have a rough camp and there's some you know you got injuries got to work around but it was a it was a very hard-paced fight and i almost knocked the guy out in the beginning but uh at the very end of that fight that last five minute rounds i was on nothing but fumes so he had me in some bad positions where at one point he had me in a rear naked but it did not he didn't have his hooks in so i put i, I when you when you do jujitsu for as long as i have your body just knows the way out. Like it feels like it, it's, you know, it without even thinking it has to be muscle memory and right. you have nothing in a tank or you got, you should be able to use your escapes when you have the flu, when you're like, Oh, I can't move. You should still be able to maneuver your body the right way, even in bad, bad situations. So he was still full of gas. He was good, uh, full of energy. So he got my neck when I was on all fours. So I had enough where I got, I just knew if my, my if my back gets to the floor, he can't be on my back. You understand? Right. So I got my shoulder to the mat. I actually ended up on top in that match. When the match ended, I had nothing in me, but he had to actually go on his guard because he was on my back, but he did not have his legs inside mine. So I got it. I looked him in the face, and then it was a battle of who to get on top, and I got on top. So that's why it ended with me on top. But again, if I did not have, like when I was watching CM Punk battle. I was just thinking of him as you were saying this. You know why? Because when I was watching that the other night, I want to say, dude, you, he, was, he had the will. He had the will, and he was not. I was about to say fucking punk, right. and he not, but no pun intended. He wasn't a punk in it. He wasn't a pussy. He was like, dude, I'm gonna. He was fighting it off. He was getting hit, fighting it off. But then you know when your your court did the rights, yeah. and then you had. Then there's no shame in saying, all right, you got me, because he does not have the tools or the answers to get out. Well, listen, he doesn't have that muscle memory. I've escaped the back thousands of times. Exactly, I escaped the back thousands of times. If you see me fight Matt Hughes, you see him take my back. Look at my face. Tell me if I look worried to you. I was, I was cool, man. I I got out and nothing, nothing. So, and I've escaped it a thousand, thousands of times, and that's something that you can't rush. It's only about putting that time in. It's like you getting being good at a comedian. You bombed a thousand times. You yes. you had an experience recently. Deal- <laughs> You're like, why are you bringing up Australia again? No, I'm only kidding. I'm sure you killed out there. It was wonderful. Indochino. Um. Anyway. Bring me back. You're talking about uh, getting a yes. back escape, and then also, uh, then Caro. I was on all fours again, and Henzo would always say in jujitsu, "Man, don't stay on all fours. It's the position to give your ass." <laughs> yes, Henzo is very uh, philosophical, <laughs> and it made a lot of sense. I'm like, you know what? It's right. Uh, so he got he was going for an arm lock, and I knew what the guy was going for. But I'm like, I was so tired. I go. I'm going to let this guy go for this to the very, just so I can get another couple breaths of air. I So I was on all fours and he got me where he got my arm and I was holding it and he laid down and he was putting me on my back, bringing my leg. So I, I was going for like a ride the whole time, just holding my arm, knowing he's going for my arm bar. But I have to, the, the beautiful thing about jujitsu is it's not based on ex- being explosive. It's not based on being powerful. It's leverage. It's timing. And it's technique, but timing is crucial. You have to get that timing, just like anything else. Go back to your jokes. It's the timing of it. Right, it's not right, just, you right, don't right. just tell a joke. Ay, 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 ay. No, you set it up and boom, gush. It's like that with the jujitsu, where I knew I knew the, the exact time where he broke my grip to get that arm. 
boom, that's when I escaped. And I escaped. Right. If, I, if I show you that escape, it'll look on, on with me and uh, Carol Parisian. If I show you that escape with that arm lock, it'll look prettier than I show you on an instructional DVD. Right. Because it had to be. Otherwise, my arm is done or I'm, I'm saying uncle. And I don't like to say uncle, Jimmy. Right, I don't blame you. I'll do it in practice because that's how you get good. How long has Henzo been taking it? The fuck? You wanna, His whole life, right? Taking what exactly? Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, everything you say, I could. I just fucking. I, I just don't think about it in a way. You're such a fucking nut. How long has he been taking it, uh, Jimmy? What are we talking about again? Yeah, no, Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, oh, Henzo's no. That they 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 they, they get born and onto the mass. His class man. is probably very full though. I, I want to train there because again, it's What's Manhattan. That? I want to try it. You should. I know. I don't know where to yeah. go. I'll be sure to let them know everything you said about what you're afraid of that might happen when you get on the mats. I know. <laughs> Dude, but that, you ruined it. How many times did I issue the roll ever since you said that you, you might, you're afraid you might come? How many times? Every Not day. once. Every day. <laughs> you're texting me at night. You're FaceTiming <laughs> me with a fucking collar on your neck. <laughs> so, so I want to, I want to, uh, no, I want to do it because we talk about it. So I want to be, I want to, I'm not expecting to be a black belt. I mean, I'd be lucky if I ever get beyond a white belt. I just want to try it. No, no, it's great. That's great. I'll, I'll point some schools out to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd love to show you some stuff. I can't, I can't roll with you now, Jimmy. You got to wear, you got to wear a cup. That way, if I feel something, I'll be like, all right, it's just this cup. I would wear an athletic supporter anyway. <laughs> Careful, though. I throw ninja stars. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get those as a kid? No, but we talked about them on the air. This, how, like, in high I, school, that was the top tough motherfucker was a ninja. The idea of being yeah. a ninja. It's so funny. The kids nowadays growing up, they'll know who legit bad motherfuckers are. Yeah. They'll know who legit badasses are. Not with us. Not when I, when I was growing up, I mean, my father for ages did Wing Chun Kung Fu. Wing Chun Kung Fu. Yip Man. <laughs> you know, you ever hear of Yip Man? They make these movies and I didn't see them, but uh, I heard they're okay. But it was, um, it was Bruce Lee's first art, uh, oh. Wing Chun Kung Fu. And it was, um, it's, it's all um, trapping. Like, like you throw a punch and we clash, uh, we, 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 our, our forearms clash together and then it's trapping into... You know, trapping range is past the punching range. It's closer than the punching range. It's right in close. Well, your dad was a cop, right? Yes. Well, that probably makes sense then if you're going to be, especially dealing with people like see, that closely. This is the problem. This is the problem with it. And he did it since he was young and this and that. And I would always do it. And it's some, it's some, and I never do the forms as much. I'd mess around with that. But, and I'm, I don't want, we had a wooden dummy. You know what a wooden dummy is? Sure. It's that, you know what it is? It's the yeah, thing, yeah, the yeah. things they're going to, and we had that in my garage and I used to, we used to have fun with it, man. I'd have dit that jowl and that's like stuff that makes your, your knuckles strong. So I'd, it smell, he'd score, he'd get that from Chinatown. He'd make his own dit that jowl where it's supposed to make your uh, skin stronger. So I'd put that on my knuckles. I'm hitting the sandbags. I'm doing my dummy, but then I get into a fight and I end up tackling the guy. That's why, and I get his, or I I start with that stuff, and I grab his head and I put it into my knee. It was, it wasn't very combat effective. Okay. I you put into you, and I talked about this when I did Joe Rogan's uh, podcast back in the day. Uh, you see, you, you talk about you put in two Wing Chun masters, and you put uh, them in a fight. Uh, you, you and you see them. They start off like doing their Wing Chun, and then it's the worst. Two, it's the worst grappling match you'll ever see because they start off doing their trapping, and you're thinking, "Oh, here I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Yip Man," and no, dude, it's a bunch of. Then they put each other in headlocks, and they, uh, a, a white belt, fight, will, yeah. a white belt will shit on them in jujitsu. So it's funny, man. So it wasn't very effective to me. You know what I mean? Sure. So how do we get into Wing Chun? I don't know. But it's funny. we're taking a. We were saying art, uh, martial arts that sound like bands. I oh think that's oh how no, you're talking about yeah. back in the day how we oh, didn't okay. know what worked and what didn't, right? Right. So. 
you know, so man, like I did that Wing Chun, but then it just <laughs> anytime I fought, I really didn't use it. Oh, how a ninja! That that was the the the, the, the quintessential like tough yeah. guy when I was in high school. Oh yeah, of course. It was the the, the mysterious guy. You know, yeah. Eddie Alvarez will throw one through a wall. Exactly, man. Oh, you still got those guys that are delusional out there with that shit. With the you know the Aikido, the spinning back fist. Let me ask you about that one. Yeah, that always. I'm an expert. I got hit with a bunch of them. They look like are they really that much? Is, does the spin really add that much force yeah. to them? Or or they just kind of catch you off guard. No, it, it, that's more about. It's more about that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's you could see a right hand coming if it lands, it can still hurt you. But the shots that you don't know are coming are the ones that really get you. It cost you. I mean, mine. Not, when I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. No, I said not that Chael was going to win the second fight against Anderson. I don't know if he would have or not. But he he tried a spinning back fist and fell. No, but he threw and it. that was when Silva. I think in the first round, yeah. Chael had pretty much done what he wanted to do was dominate Silva yeah. if I remember correctly and then in the second round he throws a spinning back fist and falls and Anderson was all over him with a knee to, to, to body uh, it's, it's, to like, the body. it's like anything else it's how you set something up you know and if there's no setup so sometimes you see on the ultimate fighter guys just winging him from Guam and it's pretty <laughs> shitty uh, like when I fought Shoney Shoney man Shoney's not that great but he had experience so he would like leave his leg out there with like a lazy kick <laughs> and then like I'd go to grab it because I didn't I didn't have the experience standing up the timing I would just go 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 almost like a street fighter standing and then technical on the floor you know what I mean so I would just my my thing was not I was not taking it back with Stem sure I would just run after him. So if you see me with uh, when I fought in that, when I got knocked out with a spinning back fist in my first UFC showing, we had a thing where when it was short time, like under 30 seconds or whatever, like we'd be like, yo, like short time, you get up, you know, you know, make it an impression, the end of the round. So I was in my guard. I could have stayed there. I might have won the fight, you know, because it was a very uh, entertaining fight and, and a lot of me, a, a submission attempts and he was very slippery and whatnot. But I heard short time. I go, all right, boom. He couldn't hold me down. I get up, get away from him, get up. And I ran after him. He did a little kick out there. He spun around. And I ran right into that back fist. So, you know, and in the second fight, he left his leg out there. I grabbed his leg, dropped it, back fist. So it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, it's how you set it up. And if a guy takes the bait and it's right there and it's the surprise shot that, that gets you. The mind moves so fast in those moments. Like, Again, I haven't been in a fight in so many years, yeah. but the fact that you would think of setting up—oh no! It's, um, I, I would, I would only panic and think, uh, you know, flail, scream and flail, <laughs> do the windmill, until <laughs> <laughs> a man comes in and breaks this up. But what's funny about that, that spinning back fist is, uh, I had a very close fight with Chris Lytle. Uh, I fought him twice. He beat me in my last my, my last fight I ever fought in the UFC. I just, in his hometown. We had a he beat me by decision after a. We basically stood up for three rounds and, and, and just brawled. But uh, the first one was a little more strategic because I really, man, God, did I need to win that one. It was the, at the end of the Ultimate Fighter, and the winner gets the title shot. So it was a very oh, stressful, it was, it was a stressful, stressful time. Like that, that was one of the most stressful fights of my life because the loser got like, whatever, 10 Gs, and the winner got a lot more. So it was one of those weird sure. things where it's like, ugh. So, um, what basically won me that fight was a split decision where I think what might have made the biggest difference as far as the judges is I did like a sidekick and my I do it where my heel grazes past your belly and then I come around and I caught Chris with a, a back fist that didn't do anything but piss him off and then he goes towards me and after I did that I jumped in I ended up taking him down and that might actually won me to fight so 
you're doing it again. Tumblr. Who's walking in? Just some guy in the yellow vest. Some guy? Because your eyes, eyes, your eyes, no, your eyes went up like it was a chick in a yellow dress. No, no, no. no. Just a guy in a yellow vest. All right. I didn't know he was. Guy in a yellow vest. What the yeah. fuck's going on behind me? I don't know. Who the so fuck? Weird. Was it Shawnee Carter out there? I hope it's a real person. Did that guy person. hear us talking? Shawnee Carter with the yellow vest? It's not if it was no one there. I'm just seeing men in yellow vests. Fucking, <laughs> it's creepy. But uh, yeah, man. So it's really how you set those spinning back fists up. You know what I mean? It's like anything else. If there's no setup, yeah, it could hurt, but you see it coming, you know? Have you heard any updates on John Jones, by the way? I have not. Well, I read something here. He said he's not fighting in, in New York. What did he, he has say? said that. Ooh, and he's also he asked say? on Twitter how he thinks he would do against Miochik. And uh, he said, uh, I'm starting to realize that the hype is real with that guy. He's legit. It would be the challenge of a lifetime. He said I would be the challenge of a lifetime. But I think he means it would be the challenge of a lifetime. I think that was a typo when you read the I, I thing. I blame that on Chris, the producer. No, that's actually what he said. But then later oh. he like corrected and he's like, eh, you know what? Just leave it that way. I would be the challenge of, you know, like it was. Who do you think? Things. I think in that fight, I mean, that is a tough one to call, but uh, I, I would take, uh, I don't know, man. Miocic hits really fucking hard. Well, the only thing about that is, you know, Jones is coming off that fight that people weren't too crazy about. The one that, you know, uh, what was his yeah, name? Uh, yeah, what was his name with the initials? Ovin St. Pro. There you go. And, uh, it was a little lackluster, even though I still give the guy credit for fighting a guy that they, you know. That got switched to the last second, no? Sure. Is that what happened? It's supposed to be Cormier. Yeah, shit. So, uh, so, I mean, I think he should, you know, go back to destroying his division and, and running that shit before he... Jumps to heavyweight. He bucks up, you know? Right? Yeah, Miochi, <laughs> Am I alone in this? Well, no, Miochi says, he says, I'll fight whoever they want me to fight. If they want me to fight John, I'll fight John. Whoever they want me to fight next. Kane, uh, Junior Dos Santos, Verdum, I don't care. I really believe him he doesn't care. Verdum is fun to watch. God damn, is he fun Verdum? to watch? Oh, he, uh, that he's jumping, really that entertaining. Kick, it's all I think of. That jumping kick was awesome. I don't believe it landed. Oh. He said it did it before. He, I'll tell you, like I said before in the past, jujitsu guys with a very good guard could take those kind of crazy chances. Well, you know, because a lot of people have been asking me, and it's like it's constant. Like, you know, Jim. Talk to me. What should I be listening to when I'm not listening to UFC Unfiltered? Audible.com? Well, that's the answer, and it's simple, Matt, and you're absolutely right. Oh, I guess they're right. You're always right with your guesses. Matt's a good guesser. Thank you. Here's an easy way to get one. Just remember the code UFC. Mm. Matt, that's your job. I'm going to ask you the code. Go ahead. What's the code? You, so far? Yep. It's UFC. boy. You can get a free audiobook from Audible. <laughs> Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Now, you're probably thinking, Jimbo, I don't know which book to pick. Uh-huh. Let me suggest, how about Happy Endings, oh. The Tales of a Meaty-Breasted Zilch, Ooh. the first book I wrote, a lot of my perverted wow. tales. Wow. I don't even know why I'm promoting that. I don't get any of the uh, back end on it, but I want you to be a Jim Norton fan and enjoy my book, so go get that. And uh, I narrated it myself like a big boy. Go to audible.com slash UFC and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free. Start listening. It really is that easy. Go to audible.com slash UFC. That's audible.com slash UFC. Get started today, you silly goose. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Holy cow, did I do that without fucking it up? <laughs> free apps are available for the iPad, iPhone, Android, and Windows phones. So grab a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership by going to audible.com slash UFC. That's audible.com slash UFC. And uh, yeah. Get a free trial started today. You have nothing to lose with a free trial. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, someone's e on the either phone. Either Chris the producer's doing a hang loose or... 
Do we have Uriah Hall on the phone? Yeah, what's going on? What's up, Uriah? Are you sleeping? Did we get you? Did we wake you up? Are you doing a lot of PR? Yeah, boring shit. Oh man, well, dude, get excited for us though, because you I, I, it looks like you you just hit the snooze alarm. Are you excited? Are you psyched for this weekend? Yeah, man, I'm really psyched. Put a hole in this guy's face. Oh, there you go. See, I like that he sounds violent because he's about to get in the cage. Well, do you not like this guy? Or are you saying that just because he's your opponent, or is he a guy you actually dislike? Uh, he's been talking a lot of stuff, you know, and um, I don't like stuff like that. It's one thing if he knows your business and is like, you know, saying it, but there's a lot of false accusations, especially with PEDs and all that drug stuff, which I would never in my life do. I mean, I've never cheated on anything, and stuff like that's pissing me off, and he's just a genuine dick. Oh, wow. I just can't wait to just fuck him up. This this is what I want to This is what everybody wants to hear. Well, that's got to be you. Well, it's insulting. Your eye is such a good fighter. And to have somebody in a roundabout way accusing you of cheating, I mean, it's terribly insulting. It's the first I heard of that. I hate it, man. Because he so, said that he's heard it from other people, which kind of like removes him from like yeah. possible. Yeah. Oh, he said he heard it from some strong source. But you know what? When a guy in a position like that is afraid, what else can you do? You know, he's just trying to get in my head. He knows I'm going to kick his ass. So, you know, he's trying to pull a comment, talk a lot of shit. I welcome that, man. Let me tell you, I was just watching some of uh, Derek Brunson's fights, and I was getting excited for this fight. I'm more excited now, Jimmy, that I didn't hear Uriah. Right, Jimmy? Yeah, I didn't realize they had so much. Uh, me neither. And Uriah, I'm going to say I've been. Uh, I was talking to Matt before. I just watched the uh, Natal fight again, and you, I really think, got robbed in that decision. You know, man. There's a lot of false accusations. Well, shit happens. Politics. But just to clear some things up, you know, Natal was saying that it's because of some, uh, me not training with Phil Nurse, that's what got the whole thing escalated, it had nothing to do with that, I couldn't give two shits about Phil Nurse, to be honest, I mean, if I don't train at that gym, it doesn't bother me, but it happened years ago where he, he did some shit, I don't want to say, because I don't want to start any controversy, but him and his manager did some shit years ago, and you know, it was it affected my friend. So I said, hey, man, I'm going to fuck you up for that. But I don't perform well off that uh, mental state of mind when I go in there with, you know, anger and all that. So I think the last round, I was like, all right, that's not me. Let me get back to the basic. But I watched the fight. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy didn't do shit. He threw a lot of punches. He missed. I caught him with bigger shots. How the fuck did he win? Uh, you know what's Whatever. funny about that? Did, now, wait, did you in the, in the past train with Phil Nurse? No, I, at one point I spoke to Phil Nurse because I was thinking of moving. I was thinking of moving back to New York because I was in California. I was traveling back and forth. I was trying to find a base. I was looking around who was the good best. I thought at the time the best stand up coach, or at least would get me to a better level. And I saw Phil Nurse, and I was like, well, you know, would you be interested in training? You know, I would like to train with you. It was kind of like a, a date. Yeah. And um, so what ended up happening was he said that well, I'm working with Natal and. You know, I don't, I feel like I would be disloyal and all that stuff. And in my head, you know, I'm oblivious. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. What's the big deal? But he's like, well, you know, if you guys end up finding each other, I'm like, what? Again, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just thinking the training. Yeah. But he brought that out. I'm like, all right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Fine. I am shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he even said that because let me tell you about Phil Nurse really quick. I know Phil Nurse for a very, very long time because he used to, I think Longo helped get him in the country because he was from England or something like that. Yeah. Oh, he's so not I, from here? No, nah, no. Nah, he's from like Britain or something. But, uh, and so, so yeah. So, uh, 
So Longo, <clears throat> excuse me, I should hit the damn button. Okay. But Longo helped get him in the country. <laughs> I'm bad with it. Let's see. Right here is me. But uh, you know what's funny about this guy? So I knew this guy forever, and I don't know. I never knew him too well. I was never really just more of hey Phil, you know, because I was always you know I'm a smiley guy. So every time I see him, I'd say what's up, and Ray would point out some drills we were doing, put the jump squats or this and that, and he got this from Phil, that from Phil. So he was cool with the guy. So then there you go. I get a fight with with uh, George St. Pierre, right? Where everybody thinks I'm going to get destroyed. Guess who's in his corner? My good buddy Phil good. Nurse, the big, the loyal guy, the loyal. <laughs> I go and Longo before. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I didn't want to talk to that prick at all after that. I was like, I go, wait a minute. I go, Phil. I go, I go. You're jumping in, and he goes, oh. and, and Ray goes, what are you doing? He goes, because he called down. He called Ray. He goes, hey Ray, you know who's going to be at my gym? And this is when we were getting ready to fight. He goes, you know, St. Pierre's going to be at my gym. You want to come by? He goes, he's going to fight Matt. He goes, why would I want to hang out with the guy? He goes, oh, no, it's not like that. It's just, you know, he's going the route of it's just the sport. And I took it personal. So when you see, hey, listen, hey, hey, Uriah, if you want to get happy, when you see, if you ever watch that fight again, look in the corner. Because talk about karma, this prick, he wanted to get his face in the corner because he thought I was going to get destroyed. When I'm on top of St. Pierre, and I love St. Pierre, he's a great guy. But when I'm on top, like finishing him off, right, finish up. Uh, yeah. pummeling him you see phil's face right there and he's grimacing like mm. and I, just, I watched that thing with a fucking heart on like yeah phil go go ahead phil nurse you want to striking coach of champions you want to get your face in the fucking corner <laughs> there you go well that's my little story so now great story, great story. I, hey man hey listen you're right i wouldn't even shake his hand after that for a while but then ever since then i'm like all right i see him now yeah all right phil whatever but you know i know the guy that's <laughs> that shows me a lot about the guy so well, yeah. there you go it is what it is it is what it is but back to business man so this let me tell you i was just telling um i was talking about it with jimmy before and Chris, the producer's in here too, so he chimes in. But I was saying, man, like on the show, The Ultimate Fighter, you really, you really shined, and you were a fucking monster. Then we had a, you know, and then when we had the fight in the finale that that did not go out, go your way for whatever reason, you know, people start to wonder, man, is it getting to him? Is the spotlight? Could he hang in there? And then, man, you had some great victories, and the one I was the most impressed with, who am I gonna say? Musasi, I thought, hey, listen, man, hey, Ryan, I'm going to tell you like a man, I thought you were in trouble, bro. I thought you were in trouble with that fight because that guy puts the things together so well and he has, and, he sh and I'm yeah. like, man, I go, if anywhere he could have a problem, it would be on the floor with this and this guy blends it in so well and he's got such experience, he's so calm and the fight started off with you getting taken down but you never let yourself get mentally out of that fight. You were in, you, even when you yeah. were in a bad position, your butterfly guard or whatever, where I'm like, oh shit, it's a matter of time. You and then you ended up putting them, but the way you put them away, it really, it, as a as a as a guy that that loves MMA, you really won me over with that. What changed mentally in that fight compared to the guy that was fighting in, in the finale of the Ultimate Fighter? You know what? I'm sure you can attest to this, man. Life is a battle. It's a fight. You fight yourself to wake up. You fight yourself to do certain things, to be regimenting, to eat right, to, to do a lot of the things you know you should do. It's, it's always a battle. And it's just going back to that. I made a lot of sacrifices. People were in my ear saying, oh, he's number six. And I would say, listen, just because a bunch of guys sit in the room and give someone a specific number, it doesn't dictate anything. You know, like someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that was my adversity moment. He had his entire crew with him. So I looked at it as a, against all odds. You know, everything was against me. The odds were against me. The stats were against me. The people were against me. And I said, fuck it. And whenever I say, fuck it, man, I just do spectacular things. 
But I remember the second round, my coach was like, you better knock this dude out and not fucking let him take you down again. I'm like, fuck it. And that's what I did. I like it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at my skin. Look at the goose. Look at the the, the goose skin. I'm getting amped. He's looking at me like I'm nuts. Well, no, I love your eye. Oh, I like to shit. hear him. I like to hear him talking like that. It's real. And you were, uh, you're right. You were, you, you've, uh, were born in uh, Jamaica. Did you grow up there till 13, or were you in the states uh, sooner? Yeah, I, was, I grew up when I was when I was 13. I uh, moved. Um, I moved to America. And of all the places, New York City, the the heart of it all. You know, they're just. They just come at you. <laughs> well, how about how was so, it when you were growing up? Because it's I've heard that you were bullied at school. Were you bullied in Jamaica, or because you were the new kid when you came to Queens? It was more of just when I came to America. I mean, Jamaica. I, you know, we I wasn't introduced to any of this. You know, school was great. We had fun. I've never even heard of the word bully. We never got picked on. We wore uniforms. It wasn't like, well, what are you wearing? And kids today, kids are assholes. You know, they pick on you for everything. What you look like, what you're wearing. But it's a different era in that type of lifestyle when you're in school. It's like everything matters, what you wear, what you do, social media and all that. And I was new to it. It was like the jungle and there was no guy. I didn't have any father figure. So it was like, well, what do I have? I had myself. You know, I had my older, my older brother. And when bullying happened, I had no resource, nothing to turn to. And, of course, it got to a point where I contemplated suicide. I couldn't wake up every day and, and go to school because I didn't want to look forward to it. And luckily, my school found that I was cutting and, uh, my mom got the news and she was yelling at me and I broke down and started crying and I said, I'm getting picked, I'm getting bullied, I don't know what to do. She put me in martial arts, it changed my my whole life, my whole output. But, you know, looking back now, you know, when people question, you know, which you ride hall would show up, it is scary. You know, a lot of people have a different type of mentality, like wrestlers, I know for them, you know, they're through so many grinds, so it's easy for them to just go out there and say, fuck it. But me, you know, I come from a different background where karate taught me, hey, it's not about hurting the other person, it's about bettering yourself. So to transition that over to, like, the UFC, which is like, you know, a blood sport almost in a nice way, or human chess match, if you want to call it that, it's a little scary. And sometimes, yeah, it gets the best of me. Yeah, I lose myself. But the martial arts side of me is like, hey, man, you can't quit. And I'm trying to control that. And, yeah, I've had some upsets. I've had some fights where I wasn't there. But it's when, you know, the critics and everyone criticize you and you let it get to you, that's when you fail. But I was taught to never quit no matter what. You know what's you know what's really amazing? And uh, at the time of you getting bullied, like you said, you, you, you were thinking about suicide. I mean, that's how bad it got, right? And and I was talking to Jimmy earlier about how I used to get messed with in the, second, the seventh grade. Bad, really bad. And I felt, man, how do I, I wish somebody would step in and do something and, and nobody did. But in the hindsight, isn't it, it like it's a weird thing because it made me become who I am. It brought out who I yeah. am. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for those times of me of nobody stepping in to help me, I wouldn't have uh, blossomed into a fucking badass. No, but you know what I mean? I mean, do you ever think, <laughs> do you ever think about that? Like that hard time you went through helped mold you into what you are today? I did. I, I, I definitely did. You know, back then I had no one to stand up for me and now it's like even when I see people getting bullied it's like a defense mechanism it's like this thing goes off in me where I feel like since they can't stand up I gotta stand up for them and even when I started karate I was in school I saw kids get picked on I would be like that here I'd be like hey man you can't be doing that you know and I was taking karate so he gave me that confidence but I'm just trying to balance it out you know I'm, I'm trying to get that I'm gonna kill you motherfucker with that, hey, man, you're a nice guy. But people say, well, be that guy in the cage and then be nice outside. But it's a struggle that I've been working on for a while. And 
you know, it's a problem. So I know it's a problem. I know it's there. I know it's a weakness, if you want to call it that. But I look at it as a challenge, and it's it's a great challenge to be a better person. Do you remember the uh, the, the guy who bullied you the most in school? You don't have to say his name, but do you remember who he was? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. I saw a bunch of them, man. I ran into him. Oh, man, you're that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. And yeah, it always makes me curious as to, to guys, good. Now, have you seen them since you became a professional fighter, and are they aware of that? I saw maybe one, two. I'm sure they all know now. But, you know, there was no remorse. It was more like, a, hey, man, thank you because of you. I was introduced to that certain uh, thing in my life. Like, I know uh, Chris Weidman. I, I fought Chris Weidman years ago. And Chris Weidman was, was the first guy that instilled that fear in my head of wrestling because I was always afraid to go to the floor because I was such a stand-up guy. And, you know, I have to thank Chris for that because because of that, I had to step outside my, com- my comfort zone constantly. I went to so many wrestling gyms, so many wrestling schools, so many MMA gyms that focus on wrestling where I got that fear out of me. So where now I'm in that position, I'm not afraid. So that's how you look at things, man. It's things like relationship. You take the good out of it and you move forward because the three words you're going to always hear in life, it goes on. And that's what you got to do. What did you want to do before, uh, when you were a kid? What, you know, you 13 years old, what did you picture yourself doing since fighting wasn't in the picture for you yet? To be honest, I wanted to be a businessman, and I had no fucking clue what that meant. I just saw people in a suit and a briefcase, and I thought you were happy. <laughs> you just wanted to wear a nice suit to an office somewhere doing something? That's it. That's it. Because that's how the world portrays shit. You know, you're happy you're in the suit, you drive a car. Well, thank God I don't do that, man. I get to do something that takes me out of my comfort zone every day. It's scary, but it's fun. And how many people get to do that? Yeah, I mean, most people don't. I, I think, again, the way Matt made a good point about how that kind of the shitty stuff, sometimes you luck up and find, because most people don't handle bullying well. Like, you know, so many teenagers, you know, kill themselves or do awful stuff or just become isolated in little shells. Most people don't blossom into great fighters after being bullied. They don't, and it's an emotional scar. And, you know, on my off time when I'm not fighting, I do a lot of anti-bullying campaign stuff. I go to schools. I speak to kids because that's the real stuff. That's the stuff you don't see. But that's the shit that got me where I am. So if I can help in any way like that, I give back. It's true, man. But I think maybe it's good some of these little fuckers get bullied so they become future badasses. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> the worst thing I ever said. <laughs> Oh man, no, life's about experiences, man, and you uh, you gotta roll with it, man. And it does help mold you, though. It is it is funny about that. Like I think if I can go back in time and erase that horrible memory, I don't know if I'd be the same guy. So it is funny, man, yeah. how, how certain things You're in life just change right. you. And, and I want to ask you too, Uriah. Yeah, uh, sorry, but the the Adam uh, Adam Sella, I think is how you pronounce his name. The uh, the uh, that first knockout yeah. in the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> Did you have mixed emotions uh, after that fight? I kind of did. I mean, I knew the guy prior because we used to compete in WCL. But um, I remember the the last, what, nine seconds? I was like, ah, fuck it. Again, every time I say fuck it, and I threw the kick, and, you know, I was celebrating because I did a little duking thing to their team. But uh, they edited a bunch of that. He was out longer than that. I mean, it cut to my face looking all sad because it was around, like, maybe 10 Maybe fifteen minutes. It was it was a long time. So I was like, "Shit, I'm going to jail." Oh, you thought you really <laughs> I hurt him? Getting worried. Yeah, I thought I really hurt him. I mean, he, it was worse than that. He was snorting. He wasn't. He was shaking a little bit. It was bad. So I felt bad. You know, the the human nature side of me came out, and I felt worried. So I was like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" 
Were you, um, and uh, I think I saw you at 200 and we talked briefly about it. You, you uh, were going to fight uh, Anderson, but he pulled out, I think, four days before uh, Silva to have emergency gallbladder surgery. And then he wound up fighting Cormier on 200. But it, uh, you really looked up to Anderson Silva. Is that a fight you were looking forward to or that you were going to do because you're a fighter? Um, how does it feel to have, who have been put up against somebody you admire so much? You know, it's 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 one of those. I think I said it to you or to your idol becoming your rival, and to be compared to him in that statue was awesome. You know, he's a dynamic fighter. It's the type of stuff he does that kind of I I slightly emulate or I look up to that type of way of fighting because I learned how to fight from a video game. To be honest, I learned from Tekken. That's how I learned how to fight. <laughs> Van Damme movie. That's how I actually learned. So when I see him do stuff like that, I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. He's like a video game character. But when it, it, when it happened, I was you know nervous, of course, because to fight Anderson Silva was like, shit, man, you gotta, you know, it's a different type of mindset. And I was preparing for it for the first three, four weeks, man. I was in my head. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Luckily, I had my little brother. I had people around me that was encouraging. But more or less, it was more like, hey, man, this is the type of fight you made, and I, I, I don't know. I said, "Fuck it, let's just do it. Let's see what I'm made of. You know, let's sure. see the ultimate test here." I felt like he was the ultimate championship fight. And yo, uh, you're right. I know you've been to different gyms, man. Everything from Tiger Shulman's to Kings MMA, Extreme Couture. Uh, I think you yeah. were working with uh, what is it, Rafael Cadello? Uh, Could did I kill that name? Yeah. Did I kill the fucking name? Did I kill his name or not, say it not as bad as um, Gregory Musasi? <laughs> before before you got on, I was talking about uh, Gerard Musasi. Yeah, and they go, no, it's it's Gerard. <laughs> Gerard. Yeah. What? Gerard. <laughs> so, what camp are you at now? Are you with a camp now? And do you feel comfortable there? Where yeah. Yeah, I'm in extreme guitar in Vegas. I moved to Las Vegas. I'm still a New Yorker. I'm still an East Coast guy, but you know what? A priority is important. My coach is out here. Hell of a lot cheaper. And, of course, there's a lot more opportunities. So I decided to just come out here. Nice, man. Love Vegas. And do you – now you're fighting a guy who you genuinely dislike, who said really disparaging things. Is is that something – how do you prepare for that compared to fighting a guy who – like Silva, who, who you had tremendous respect for? Um, are you worried about going in? Is it harder to go in too emotional or, or being too angry at a guy? Are you worried that you're going to you know, maybe uh, put too much out in the first round trying to hurt him? You know, it's funny you ask that because I just spoke to my sister not too long ago and we were talking about that. And I look at the fighting outside of this and I, I feel like I made too much sacrifice. You know, I made so much, you know, with training and not sleeping and eating right and putting my body through hell and sleeping on the floors and the cockroaches. It's it's like if I can do all that shit, then I'm prepared for anything. And it's setting those emotions aside and saying, you know what, I, I have a goal and I'm not going to be living a certain way that I am, and I, and I need to make a change. And you change your mind, you change your life. And I think martial arts and fighting has just been teaching me so much that I can carry over in life. You know, I don't want to be one of these mediocre guys, man. I'm thinking way ahead. You know, it's like, what can I do in this, this prior, this short period of time that I have? What can I do to not only uplift or help someone or better someone, but to better myself? That's how I look at life. And uh, people look at it differently. Some just do it for belt, ego, money, and all that. I can't. For some reason, my mindset cannot allow me to do that. I feel better helping someone else. So the martial arts is helping me, and now I'm just hitting a little plateau. But like Bruce Lee said, man, plateaus are there, but you just can't stay there. you got to excel from it. 
You believe that, Jimmy? Do you? Yeah. Well, every plateau I've ever hit, I wind up going lower. So I, 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 I try to stay as low as I can. I never, I, I never tend to go any, any higher than where I am. Um, and how about uh, eventually fighting? I mean, you know, you have uh, Henderson and Bisping. His button's not working. Is it not working? No, no, it's not working. What the fuck? No, he's Yo, actually I'm, trying I'm to push the button. finally using the cough button, and the shit's not working. Yeah, but it's really more of an echo thing you're the pushing. Fuck? No, it's, it's, not, it's not working. <laughs> Sorry, Uriah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is trying to push now it. Now you see me doing it. Yes. I'm trying to do it. It sounds like I'm being a prick. Going, uh, in the, in the no, thing. he's trying to push it. <laughs> Holy shit! But yeah, you, you have Bisping and uh, and Henderson. And uh, what you know? What are your thoughts yeah. on the division and you getting a shot at the belt? You know what? The middle of the division is is on fire right now. That belt's been tossed around like there's no tomorrow. It's like hot, hot, hot path. Right. But um, you know, I'm a big fan of Dan. I mean, the guy's what? How old is he? Forty six. Forty nine. 46. 40, oh, my bad. What is he, 59? 59. But Dan has been a sport a long time, man. He's one of the pioneers. You know, I look up to the guy. I hope he knocked that dude out. He needs to shut the fuck up. I've kicked this big ass in training before. I can say that, and you can quote me on that shit, too. So That's if right. I ever get the opportunity, I'm definitely going to kick his ass. You you feel you could take Bisping for the belt, you're telling me? Hell yeah, I can take that dude. I, Get the fuck out of here. You hear that? Now, do you not like That's Bisping? Good. No, I don't like him. I mean, first impressions last. The very first time I met Bisping, I was working with this dude and his strength conditioning coach. And my manager at the time brought me up to California or whatever. And I, or I was training for a fight. But he was supposed to schedule to fight Mark Munoz. And Mark is a great guy. I don't know if you met Mark Munoz. Well, nice, nice guy. guy yeah. you ever come across. And, you know, the first thing I've he said to me, and of course I watched Bisping and I guess I kind of looked up to the guy because he's one of the guys that had been in the sport a long time. And the guy introduced us. He was like, yeah, you know, he's fighting Matt Sarah. I'm not saying that. Well, who the fuck's fighting me? Am I bad? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's fighting, um, shit, that just messed me up completely. That's like me, bro. He's fighting, um, shit, now I can't even think of his name. Now you, now oh, you sound sorry. exactly oh, like Oh, me. is it the Ted Musasi? <laughs> yeah, it, it messed, you, you messed me up, man. So anyway, he's fighting my boy, and then all of a sudden he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck your boy up, man. I'm going to fuck your boy up. And I was like, what? What am I having to hide? How you doing? My name is Douchebag, you know? So that <laughs> just threw me off right away, and I was like, you know, fuck you. I hope you get your ass kicked. I mean, granted, we have the same manager, but I don't give a fuck. No, you don't care. So you, you would be very willing to fight him. All right, well, I, good luck oh, this. I can't wait. Good luck this uh, Saturday, man. I mean, you guys could very easily be the main event. Uh, you know, Poirier Johnson. Uh, I think we should have. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of more interested in that fight, but I'm such a huge, I'm a Uriah Hall fan, so I'm, I'm very biased. Um, you are. Hey, hey, let me tell you, let me just jump in. Yo, Uriah, he was very excited that you were uh, calling in today. Jimmy was very excited. Me too, but Jimmy oh, was just I like, oh, I, I love him. Well, <laughs> like, Jimmy, calm down. Well, I, I think you're, you're an honest interview. I think you're a guy that just kind of says what, what's on his mind, and you don't worry about being politically correct, and you don't try to offend. You just you, you think you're an honest guy. And let me tell you, I'm happy. When Uriah picked up the phone, right? I was a little worried. He, he sounded a little sleepy, a little grumpy. This was a fucking great interview. Yeah, I have no doubt. He's very <laughs> honest. Uriah, thanks. me up, man. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, th thanks for hanging out with us, dude. And good luck this weekend, no bro. No problem. Thank you. An awesome show, guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you, buddy. And anytime you're in, uh, in, in New York and you want to come in, we'd love to have you in studio. Yeah. Whether you're fighting or not, you, you're always welcome guests. Come okay? hang out with us, man. I like that, man. I'll be there in October, man. I'll be there. Oh, All right, we'll you. definitely have you in. Good luck on Saturday, okay? Thanks, champ. All right, Later, take bro. care, Uriah.
Yeah, I, I like Uriah. I mean, he, he's a really honest dude. Yeah. Like he, and he's not. He's not showy when he talks about that. You, you know that he's just yeah. being honest and this is how he feels. Nah. And that's all I ever ask from a guy when I'm talking to him. So good luck to him. I, I don't know Derek. I've never spoken to Derek. So I'm always biased towards the guys I like. Uh, yeah, know. man. Now, listen, I was a little worried in that opening round of this interview where I'm like, this might be a shitty. And then what happens, Jimmy? What happens? No, I had no doubt. It's just He's just waking up. Don't forget he's on the West Coast. So if he's in Vegas, it's, yeah. it's a little earlier there. Doesn't matter. He came, he came around, yeah, he man. He certainly did. And what a, what, a, what a fun, I had a fun time talking to him. So I guess that, that wraps up things beautifully for us. I'm shooting uh, October the 7th, Washington, D.C. tonight. You can catch me. I'm in Minneapolis at the Varsity Theater tomorrow night. I'll be in Pittsburgh. whole bunch of places coming up. And uh, good luck to uh, uh, Dustin Poirier and, and uh, fighting uh, Michael Johnson on, uh, on uh, uh, the main card Saturday, Fox Sports 1. And uh, the co-main event is uh, Uriah Hall against Derek Brunson. And uh, there's really bad blood between those guys. Well, I'm going to be... Uh, he got me. Listen, I, I was excited because I watched some of uh, Derek Brunson's fights because I was already up on Uriah. Sure. I caught up on uh, Derek's fights. And uh, I, I was excited just for just a nice competitive ballot. They sure. Both looked, they both were uh, dangerous guys. But now after talking to Uriah, I'm really fucking... I'm amped. Yeah, <laughs> I like him a lot, man. And I really want to see him... Uh, I want to see him get a shot at the belt eventually. Man, well, let me tell you something. I had a great time today. I vented a little bit. I got some stuff off my you chest. To. I, I, you know, I didn't want to, but I had to. You needed to, and I feel better. And now I'm back to just being positive, being happy, <laughs> and that's it. You know, SarahBJJ.com, Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. What else, Jimmy? What else do we got? I what think, else do we really got to say? I, I think literally we got everything. I think we got to say goodbye. I think we should. All right. Uh, how about this? It's. Um, it's uh, I'll, it's not goodbye. What they say at the end of mash? It's uh, see ya. Is that what they say? I think so. In the last match, they couldn't say goodbye. Let me tell you something. I I'd hear that 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 coming at the 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 the, the, the da, beginning of the you got how's it going? Na 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 na. I'll fucking kill da, my, da, da 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 da. I'll do this all day. You keep doing it. I'll, I'll kill. <laughs> I'll, I will. I I'll kill myself on air. Listen, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I I couldn't stand mash. Ugh. You didn't like that? No. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. The humor it, does not necessarily <clears throat> hold up. The serious moments in that show held up beautifully. Speaking of old shows, we talk about what's happening. Let's just yeah. leave it on that. That's a good. Dun 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 dun. No wait, <laughs> wait. We're not doing. Bow bow. What is it? Bow 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 bow. That's what's oh, happening. Oh god, what a good show. Remember Shirley? D Remember Shirley? Who, who could who? But jerked off to her every day oh, of my childhood. Oh my god, I wouldn't kick her out of my bed for eating a sandwich. Absolutely, and she probably would. <laughs> well, she's a dead now. So God, God rest oh. the soul of Shirley Hemphill. All right, like people. What? You didn't like MASH? I couldn't stand MASH. Gentleman. I couldn't stand it. I mean, I was a little young at the time. Maybe a little bit younger than you. Maybe if I was a little bit older, I'd, I'd probably still not like it. I can't watch that shit. Oh, it's such a good show. Oh, the one guy's wearing a dress. I guess he doesn't want to be in the army, huh? But anyway. Klinger. Listen, Jimmy. Section 8. Klingon? Klinger. Was he, was he, uh, was he in Star Klinger. Trek also? No, Max Klinger's real name is Jamil Farrar. Jamie Farr. Jamil Farrar. He was in a, show, a movie called Blackboard Jungle when he was young. You ever see that with Glenn <laughs> Ford? Sidney Poitier's first movie. Yeah? Fucking Vic Morrow. No. Yeah. It, it's about a teacher. Uh, Glenn Ford plays a teacher and Vic Morrow and, and Sidney Poitier are, are, are students. Is there any good movies coming out that I could watch so we could do my damn movie minute? Is anything coming out, Chris? How about Sully? Go to Fandango. Why don't we watch Sully? Me and you will go to see Sully together. Oh, no, I'll dress like Klinger. It just, I, 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 does that look like a bummer, though? I mean, oh, well, we all know what happens. Yeah, that we that know what goose happens. murderer!
<laughs> we did a funny bit on the Opie goose Anthony. murderer. Yeah, that's funny. Me and I, we did a bit years ago with Colin. Are you getting Fandango out there? A goose what, killer. He's looking up what's coming up. I'm going to go see something with my wife. Oh, he's, what, he's looking what, up name, Rent name, Boy. Name the re- new releases for me. Uh, Snowden is a new one that's coming out. That's the uh, Oliver Stone movie. Keep going. Oh my God, what is it about? Is it about weather? <laughs> oh, what, sorry, what else, Snowden. I, what else do we got? Because I'm going uh, to give the review on uh, next next episode. Uh, Bridget Jones's baby is coming out. If you go, keep to going. Yeah, Awful. Keep going. I don't know. There's not a. Oh, Don't Breathe. It's like a horror movie. I don't know. Maybe you're into the All right, listen. I'm probably going to do something off Netflix and we'll do Whatever something with do. the movie. Absolutely. All right. See you. Jimmy, uh, I'm going to see you soon enough, man. I miss you already. Chris, the producer. I'll talk to you soon, too. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.